It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host every single day, Zach Blackerby, doing whatever it takes to uh, to make this show happen. And just a quick programming note before we jump into today's show, we've got a decent amount of stuff to get into. We've got uh, Auburn basketball wrapping up their season, Auburn baseball, man, they... Um, they really kind of fell apart there at the end. We'll talk about that with Lindsey Crosby, as we do every week, our resident Auburn baseball expert. And uh, I'll start things off, talk a little football. But um, before we jump into that, just want to kind of um, ask for y'all to be patient with me this week. Um, I'm up in Ohio this week. We had to uh, to travel north um, for uh, Leah's family. Um, a loved one is fighting for it. So we got to, um, you know, if you're the praying folk, please pray for uh, my wife's family. That'd be... Uh, That'd be really cool. And if you're the positive vibes folk and positive thoughts folk, um, love for you to send those as well. That'd be, um, that'd be great. So, uh, yeah, I'm literally, uh, my, my studio, I brought all my stuff from home (laughs) and I'm spread across, uh, (laughs) all my stuff's across like a, a chiropractor bench. We got here, the folk, uh, where, where I'm staying, I'm like, Hey, I need a, I need a desk. They're like, well, um, I don't think I have any available. Let's walk around. And I'm like, that'll work. <laughs> so I've got a chair uh, pulled up to the side of it. I got my computer and microphone and soundboard and all these cables are everywhere. But hopefully you won't be able to tell. If there is an issue, please reach out and let me know so I can fix it for uh, for later shows this week. But um, all right, let's jump into it. So uh, a few of you guys asked me to, to mention this every Monday, and I think it's a great idea. AU Strength on Twitter. They announced their Iron Men of the Week from last week. And actually, this tweet came from Brian Harson, not the AU Strength account. They just retweeted it. But Harson, uh, Coach Harson tweets out, Iron Men of the Week, Tank Bigsby, of course, Auburn's running back, and Zacoby McLean, Auburn's linebacker. Work hard, work does not go unnoticed. Congratulations on a great week of training. Hashtag War Eagle. Hashtag Auburn Strength. And I think this is big for several reasons. Probably the biggest that we've done of these. And let me explain why. First off, I think you could argue that both of these players are their most important on their side of the football. We all know how important Tank Bigsby is going to be this season. And then obviously, Zacoby McLean. Um, if Auburn's going to be successful on defense, they're going to need Zacoby to do what the, he was able to do last year. An absolutely incredible season. And it's almost more incredible that he was able to do what he did, get snubbed from all of the the postseason, you know, SEC lists, which is ridiculous, and choose to come back and not go to the NFL draft. All of those things surprised me. So I'm um I'm glad to see him on here. He's still fired up, he's still motivated. And a lot of folks have talked about Owen Papo. And then a lot of folks have talked about Chandler Wooten, the return of Chandler Wooten, and rightfully so. Both those guys deserve conversations, positive conversations about them, and we've had positive conversations about both of those guys here on this show so far in this offseason. But to Kobe McClain, even still among Auburn fans, 
I think is being overlooked. He's definitely being overlooked nationally, definitely being overlooked throughout the conference. And I, I, I'll take some credit for that. He's overlooked here because we talk about Papo and we talk about Wooten more than we talk about Zacoby McClain. And is that fair? No, it's not. But it is what it is, and here we are. So glad to see Zacoby recognized as one of the Iron Men of the Week. The other one, and this is the most important so far, Tank Bigsby, the big concern about him next year is what? It's not the offensive line, because at worst, you get the same product. It's not his ability, obviously. He's being nationally recognized as one of the best running backs in in college football going into 2021. It's his injury. And, you know, whatever he was battling post-Tennessee last year, it's, to me, if he's being recognized among, you know, all of the folks on Auburn's offense... He's clearly healthy enough to be getting after it. And I think that's important. I think this was the statement where you can read into and say, hey, Tank Bixby's back, he's healthy, and he is working out for next season. And I think that's very important. I think that's the most important thing that we've gotten from all of this. And obviously, I think this offense is going to go where Bo Nix takes him, sure. But Tank Bixby is such, he is such an important piece of all of this. And so I was really excited when I saw this note that uh, Tank Bixby was one of the Ironmen of the Week. Because once again, he must be healthy enough to be getting after it and outperforming all these other guys. And there's been other, you know, impressive offensive players. You know, we mentioned J.J. Pegues, which was kind of interesting, and Elijah Canyon, and um, Tayshawn Manning was another one, and uh, Luke Deal, and then all the way back to the first one with Bo Nix. But I think this is great. I think it says a whole lot, and I'm uh, I'm proud of him, and I think it's great for his career, and I think it's great for Auburn football moving forward. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. Yeah, we got uh, we got new partners here throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. If you don't like swallowing pills, there's no problem here. You can chew all of it. And uh, Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship directly. So it's cheaper than going to a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from all the extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. We talk about it time and time again. It is the best place to place all of your gambling wagers, sports actions, and even things outside of sports. You can bet on pretty much anything at betonline.ag. The NBA is picking up college basketball. I mean, are you kidding me? I know Auburn's not into it, uh, but it's the it's probably the best. You know, the next five weeks or so are going to be some of the most exciting in all sports, especially since you didn't get it last year. You kidding me? You want to be a part of it this year. So uh, head over to betonline.ag. It has you covered with all of March Madness. 
BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Moving on, uh, let's talk a little basketball. Auburn basketball, they uh, they wrapped up the season with a win, finishing 13-14 and 14 on the year and 7-11 and 11 in conference play. And honestly, I think the Mississippi State team was better than Auburn, but Auburn found a way to win on Saturday. They seemed a little motivated on the defensive side of the floor. And Alan Flanagan had a really impressive day. 22 points, 7 of 13 from the floor across 28 minutes of play. Also 5 of 6 from the charity stripe. You've got to love that. And then Jalen Williams had a Jalen Williams special, a very quiet 18 points, 7 of 14 from the floor. Got to the free throw line four times, and you absolutely love that. And then JT Thor, uh, he almost had a double-double, 10 points, 9 rebounds. And I just think when you look at what Jamal Johnson has been able to do at the point guard position, you've got to be excited about what he brings to the table. There was a moment or a possession offensively where he was attacking the basket. He looked to his right and then did a no-look pass to his left, found stretch Akinbola under the basket, and he slammed it home. Those were stretches, only uh, two points for the game. But, I mean, there's just a few moments where it's like, okay, Jamal looks like a point guard. And he just hasn't been playing point guard at the college level for that long. And I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. And it honestly answers a few roster questions. Bruce Pearl, speaking of roster questions, talked about um, guys testing the NBA draft waters. He alluded that Sharif Cooper would not be the only guy. And this is not unusual. We saw this with Bryce Brown, and we saw this with Jared Harper and Austin Wiley, these guys testing the draft waters and then coming back. And, of course, guys like uh, Isaac Okoro went on to become a lottery pick. And then Chumo Kiki kind of surprised some people uh, based on what he heard uh, you know, right after that, that knee injury that he suffered in their final four run. But you're going to have multiple guys test the NBA waters. It's going to be fun to see who it is. This is kind of new territory for the Auburn fan base just because we haven't been here that long. So a lot of people will see that and then panic. But it's like, that doesn't mean they're gone. That just means they're going to hear what the NBA thinks about them as prospects. So you got to think Sharif will do it. I bet we hear something from JT Thor. And I bet we hear something from Alan Flanagan. And I'm kind of thinking that's going to be it. Uh, I'm just looking at the roster to get a refresher here. Maybe Jalen Williams possibly, but I, I just, uh, I, I don't think that's all of it. Or I, I think that's going to be all of it. Excuse me. Um, also on this basketball game, Bruce Pearl, his uh, 600th win. Congratulations to coach Bruce Pearl, his 600 career win as a head college basketball coach. And then I just want to take a second. I said something similar to this towards the end of the college football season, even though the end of college football, it's, quickly turned into, you know, talking about Gus Malzahn being let go and, and, you know, the coaching search. But once again, going into the season, there were a lot of naysayers that said, you know, hey, there's no way that they should be playing this season and there's no way they're going to play all of these games and with all the traveling throughout basketball and, you know, non-conference play, that there was no way they were going to get this done. And this Auburn basketball team handled this pandemic 
to the point where like you forgot that it was a thing impacting sports. They did such a good job. There was never really any question. The only time they had to reschedule a game, this Mississippi State game in particular, and move it to later in the season was due to weather in Mississippi. It had nothing to do with COVID. So uh, props to Auburn, props to the SEC, and then college basketball. They've done a great job. And, uh, I mean, these student-athletes sacrifice a lot uh, in order for them to play for us and, you know, for uh, for themselves and for the school and for folks like me to be able to talk about it for a living and things like that. So props off to all of these guys. Hopefully next year will be a lot more normal. And they'll be playing for a whole lot more with a whole lot of talent. And the youngest team in college basketball will become one of the more experienced teams in college basketball. And that's going to be a night and day difference. And uh, a lot of Auburn fans should be really, really excited. It's going to be tough to watch basketball over the next few weeks and throughout March and uh, early April with Auburn not being in it. It's cool that this program has been built up to the point where you expect it. You expect it every year. And that's exciting. That's a really, really cool thing. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And Built Bar has got something pretty cool going on. They've got a a March Madness bracket style thing. Um, We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Amazing, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best it is Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup, let me confirm this real quick. All right, we've got Apple Almond Crisp going up against Churro Puff. And also, we have Peanut Butter Brownie going up against Raspberry. Here's my thing on this. It is an absolute shame that Peanut Butter Brownie did not get a buy. I mean... Assuming they beat Raspberry and I'm guaranteeing a victory for a peanut butter brownie, and a lot of you have ordered peanut brownie because you guys have heard me talk about it. It's delicious. It's faces coconut almond, who's going to like, they're not, they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody, Paul. And so uh, next week, they're going to absolutely destroy coconut almond. So if you want to uh, partake in all this, go to builtbar.com or built underscore bar on Twitter. They've got uh, they've got some fun matchups, so we're going to see which one is the best tasting. And I think peanut butter brownie has a really serious uh, chance to to take it all take it to take the whole thing. So uh, use the promo code locked on twenty. There's a new promo code. I said locked on for forever. It is now locked on two zero locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your next order. That is locked on twenty to get twenty percent off your next order at builtbar.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. All right. Final few minutes on today's show. We're going to uh, end it like we have the last few Mondays with our resident uh, Locked on Auburn uh, Auburn baseball specialist, expert, if you will, Lindsey Crosby. Man, what a um, did it feel like you were watching a Falcons game this series? You, you can't make that joke. Only I can make that joke. But uh, Fair enough. You know, being a 
being a Falcons fan, like I should be used to this by now, and it still just hurts so much when it happens. <laughs> yeah, you being a Falcons fan and an Auburn fan, that stinks. All right, so let's go through this Auburn baseball series against 18th-ranked Boston College. Starting things off on Friday, did not look good. The Tigers lost 2-8 to eight, uh, in this one, which kind of made me feel a little weary going into the rest of the weekend. Unfortunately, the rest of the weekend shaped out okay offensively, but uh, what happened on Friday? Yeah, so Richard Fitz got the start. Just a reminder, Cody Greenhill came out of that Oklahoma game with a foot injury, so he's unavailable this weekend. Uh, Fitz goes five innings, seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Second straight week that Fitz just hasn't looked like the preseason All-American that he is. Uh, didn't have the command of the fastball. That's always been his, his out pitch. Um, so, you know, gave up, gave up three home runs, back-to-back doubles in the fifth, finally knocked him out. But he's not, like, he's not the only person you can blame for this. We got the leadoff man on base in the sixth, the fifth, the fourth, the third, and the second, and we never got the runner past second base. Left 11 men on base. Wow. So it's kind of a failure of both pitching and offense in this game. All right, you got an MVP from Friday's contest? Yeah, relief pitcher Seth Thomas came in, uh, pitched two and a third inning, one hit, no run, four strikeouts, threw 39 pitches. So put a lot of work in on Friday. Remember that when we get to Sunday's game. Yeah, good for him because that's not a name we've heard a whole lot about. Um, you know, just talking about some of the you know these these you know potential pitchers that, that could step up. But yeah, we'll keep that name in mind. All right, so Saturday Auburn exploded. It's like they were taking on Alabama A and M again. They scored uh, sixteen runs to Boston College's one, making uh the the third game of this series extremely important. So what went right for the Tigers on Saturday? What brought it all together? So. Like you said, they scored five runs in the first, never looked back. The big thing here was they scored eight runs with two outs in the game. So they took advantage of opportunities to keep scoring and without ending the inning. And I want you to remember scoring eight runs with two outs when we get to Sunday's game. Oh, no. Uh, but pitcher Mason Barnett threw a gym, five and a third inning, two hits, no earned runs, one unearned, two walks, three strikeouts. Uh, so, you know, coming up as somebody who only pitched seven innings in relief last year in games that didn't really matter to becoming a weekend starter, Mason Barnett looked great. Is he your MVP for Saturday? I want to make him the MVP, but Tyler Miller had a great weekend in Round Rock. He kept it going. He was three for three with a home run and six RBIs wow. in that 16 to one game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's. He's had, uh, he's had, I believe it's five straight games of multiple hits going through Saturday. You got to love that. All right, let's talk about Sunday. What happened? Uh, Auburn was in a great spot. They ended up losing in extra innings in the 10th inning. They fell 9-11, to but it took a lot to get to that point. Yeah, Auburn had a 9-1 to lead through eight innings and lost 11-9. to oh They scored gosh. eight runs with two outs in the ninth. Uh, and... The hardest thing for me is it ruined another start from our guy, Trace Bright. Five innings, three hits, one run. Looks fantastic. Yeah. Doesn't get a decision, obviously. Uh, Carson Skipper came in the game to relieve him and left after two-thirds of an inning with a muscle strain. Uh, Shout-out Blake Burkhalter. Came in with very little warm-up, went two and a third, got us all the way to the ninth. We retired 18 of 21 batters before we got to the ninth. Uh, but in the ninth inning, Ham Hill came in, got two quick outs, 
and then a couple hits, left some guys on. Seth Thomas came in the game. Remember, he threw 39 pitches on Friday. He came in the game on Sunday to to close it out for us. Bases loaded, two outs. He gave up a walk, a two-run double, a three-run home run, and it was tied. We went to the tenth. Peyton Gladden gives up gives up a couple hits and two runs. We lose the game in extras. That hurts. I mean, that's one of those things you worry about from a mental standpoint moving forward, emotionally. I mean, that. I mean, those kind of losses stick with you if you're not careful. Yeah, somebody in your Discord asked, like, hey, why, why are we so worried about this game? It's only one game. And, like, statistically, you're right. It's only one game. The difference is one and two and two and one on the weekend is not that big. But, like you said, mentally, what's going to happen to this team after this? You know, how do they respond to this adversity? Is this just something where – this galvanizes the team and they come together and they go on a tear or is this something where it destroys the confidence of um, that the, the dugout has in the bullpen It destroys the confidence of some of these pitchers. Where do we go from here? Well, and you and I talked about this before on Auburn Opelika this morning that Boston college coming into town, the 18th ranked team in the country, it was really beneficial because it's like, cool, let's get ready for SEC play because this is an SEC talented team. I mean, this is a good college baseball team. And you mm-hmm. can kind of say, okay, where do we stack up with a top 20 team? Because Auburn's going to play a ton of top 20 teams pretty much every week, uh, you know, once conference play gets going uh, here soon. And now you know, it's like you're not far off. You're not far off from these top 20 teams. And you got to think. If Green Hill's available, maybe a little bit more pitching depth is, is is available to Butch Thompson, and you come out with a series win. I think that's the positive way to look at it. Yeah, you know, this is, like we said, it is only one game, and Jack Owen's going to come back from his dislocated finger soon. Cody Greenhill's injury is not supposed to be serious. So you've got multiple guys between those two, Trace Bright, Mason Barnett, multiple guys you can throw over a weekend to win an SEC series. Um you have to make sure that you're able to hit the pitching. I've noticed on Friday nights, we seem to be struggling with that number one pitcher every, every night. And then we got to figure out what's going on with Richard Pitts. Mm-hmm. You know, preseason All-Americans should not be putting up these kind of stat lines. And I know that he's, he's been working on his changeup. He's trying to find a, a way to do it. He tried to do a split finger, didn't work out, went to a circle change, can't really figure it out, but, We've got to find a way to get Richard Fitz back on track before we enter conference play. All right, so moving forward, before we get into conference play, Auburn tomorrow takes on UAB Tuesday at 6 o'clock, and then a series with Little Rock this weekend. And then they've got one more non-conference game against Lipscomb a week from tomorrow. And then, oh yeah, a very, very good Ole Miss team comes... um, no, you go there. You go to Oxford. So you've only got five more contests to kind of get things right offensively, and you've only got one more weekend left to get things right as far as what pitching looks like on the weekends. What do you expect to see from Auburn moving forward here? So going into this weekend, assuming Cody Greenhill's fine on his injury, I expect us to throw some combination of Greenhill, Fitz, and Bright over the weekend. And if Richard Fitz can't get it done – against Little Rock, then when Ole Miss comes around, your rotation is going to look something like Bright, Barnett, and Greenhill, or Bright, Barnett, and Owen. Um, offensively, we've seen some of these guys who just keep sticking out every single time. Tyler Miller, we keep hearing his name all the time. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're playing a lot of position players. We're seeing who can do what. Um, we're seeing the outfielders are pretty set. One guy that I want to see step up in the Little Rock series 
and it's going to surprise a lot of people. Rankin Woolley. Okay. Why Rankin Woolley? This, this week against Boston College, two errors in the field, kind of uncharacteristic of him, left seven hitters on seven runners on base. So his stat lines, he's had good stat lines in these big blowout wins, like game two on, on Saturday, 16 to one. But as a graduate student, we have to expect him to hit with runners in scoring position. We have to have him driving in guys that are that are on base, and he just hasn't done it to the level that we've seen him able to do in the past. I look for us to try to find ways to get him a big weekend this weekend against Little Rock because there's no way they're going to bench him, so we got to get him going somehow. Lindsay, thank you for all you do, my friend. Where can people find you on socials? And uh, I know they can interact with you as well in uh, in the Discord. You can find me on Twitter and in the Discord at Auburn Banker. Love it. And you all, you can also hear him uh, every weekday morning with me on Auburn Opelika this morning. Another one in the books. Thanks for uh, bearing with us. Weird, um, weird. I guess studio setup, but you do what you got to do. It's going to be an interesting week, folks. We'll be back tomorrow, though, right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.